just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sikoler and the Louisville Real Estate Show with you until the top of the hour. And by the way, congratulations to all of you, because if you're listening to us today, you remembered to set your clock back one hour last night. So congratulations for doing that. Uh, for those of you who didn't, well, you missed a great show. The Federal Reserve Reserve <laughs> did exactly what we uh, were expecting. We're going to talk about that right off the top and then go into more of your questions. First, let me introduce the folks who are joining us on today's show. First, we've got Lee Harris, legal counsel over at Limestone Title and Escrow. And you can give uh, Lee a call on her cell phone. This is really her cell phone. 649-7964. Also here, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 645-0736 is his direct number. Also here, one of our new sponsors, and we're thrilled to have him here. I've known this guy for uh, maybe it's 10 years now, Jay. Jay Kraft with Aqualock. And he's a good guy. He does a lot of great stuff. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that as we move into the questions for him. And you can reach Jay at 495-9450. And, of course, my son, Greg, who does our marketing, photography, and so much more. And you can reach me if you're thinking about selling a home this year, next year, or beyond. Free consultation. We can just talk, decide what's best for you. 376-5483. Oh, there's no fee involved at all. 376-5483. All right. As I mentioned, the Fed uh, did exactly what the market expected, raising its uh, key short-term interest rates this past Wednesday by three-quarters of a point. It's the fourth consecutive time. And wouldn't you know it, the Dow was up almost 300 points almost immediately following the Fed's decision. So, Randy, what does this mean? And I know you got to give out your NMLL, whatever number, but what is this going to mean for buyers? Are we going to see rates going up to 8%? NMLS number 26362, I don't think so. Uh, I think what they are trying to do is just slow down the housing market. But I think they're at a scenario that, okay, we're in the low sevens, um, uh, but we do have a five-year arm, uh, 5-1 arm that is at 5.25, APR 6.92, that people are really jumping on is the 5-1 arm. You have to have 10% down in that situation. Uh, so a little bit more down payment. But um, I don't think that we're going to see rates move up much at all. So back up again. So the key effective rate that people need to zero in on is 5 point? 5.25 arm. A five-year fixed arm. Five-year so arm. So we have know, five was, years to read. Yeah. Yeah, we have five years to, to, you know, and if rates drop, obviously there's no prepay penalty. So we can uh, get them out of that arm and get them into a long-term fixed rate. We have not used adjustable rate mortgages in years, yeah. but it does give you five years to uh, play with it. So, um, yeah. And let me ask you, uh, and let me ask you this, uh, let me fun. just, I, you know, I know we, we rarely ever play the other side. We always play the positives. Let me just be the devil's advocate. If somebody were to do a 5-1 arm, Randy, and we see things going to the opposite and we say something happens globally, whatever the case may be, tinfoil hat right. people, could you then refi and go into a 30-year fix or something like that and cap your, if you think, you know, if if you were thinking that things were going the other way yeah. and hesitant about a 5-1 and say, okay, what happens at the end of five? Where are we in our world in the economy in five years? So we can't just negate that, but I just want to say, can you, if you think 
the world is sliding out underneath you. Can you refi the opposite way and say, okay, I, I, yeah. things are going up. I, I, yeah. I may want to take that route. Yeah. He said, yes. And then, yes. So absolutely. we'll give Randy's number out in a bit and we've got other questions for you. So let's get right into all these questions here. Uh, this one is going over to Lee Morgan sent says his uh, trick or treat night. Lee this past week was anything but a trick or a treat. He found bushes outside his uh, front door had been smashed. When he went to the doorbell camera, he looked at the video and he noticed one set of trick or treaters deliberately stomping his bushes. He thinks he knows who the boys are, but he's not sure. And he wants, doesn't want to accuse anybody if they're not guilty. He's wondering, how would you suggest he proceed? Uh, well, Morgan, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, but I would say that you need to contact your local police department, have them come over, give them a copy of the ring doorbell video or let them see the ring doorbell video and make a report. And then you can, of course, tell them um, who you think it might be. And they can certainly question that person or those persons. If it isn't them, then they can, uh, I don't know how much of an investigation they're really going to do, but they certainly have it on record and they can investigate and try to find out who did this damage. And if it is proven that it's uh, who is, who has done it, then you certainly are entitled to have your bushes put back in their condition. There's, there's restitution that can what be they done. destroyed, Bob. Does it say if they were destroyed it, or they it, were... he found them damaged? I, I don't think he goes into detail, but it definitely was okay. prompted an email. Well, my point that. is if he thinks he knew who, who the kids were and let's just say you could file a police report and go that route, but try to bake the apple pie. If you know who the kids are, maybe you approach the parents of parents and say, Hey, just, I've got this ring video. Yeah. Your kids may have been involved because listen, yeah. the, the police have other pressing matters and, and yeah. they're shorthanded <laughs> as it is just saying yeah. we, we are we have family that are, are LMPD and you know, those are, that's, that's one route to yep. go certainly, but with the apple pie route, we always that's talk That's a good point. Here. If he can yeah. he identify it, he doesn't want to create problems where there may not be one. But chances so. are, if you've got the yeah. ring doorbell and you can identify it wasn't, a, that you, you think, you know, they may not have been so random. Yep. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, we're moving forward. By the way, you can uh, read about the reviews for our Sekolder team on Zillow or Google. If you're interested, go to LouisvilleZillow.com or LouisvilleGoogle.com. All right, Jaycraft Aqualock, who does radon mitigation, leaks in basements, there's a whole variety of things that you you do uh, and do well. Uh, Lily sent us uh, this email, which sounds like it uh, might be right up your alley. She says... She has a house with a basement, and when it rains moderately to heavy, water comes in from a corner. She says she's getting ready to sell, but she doesn't have the money to fix the leak. So she's wondering, where should she start? Should she start looking for potential reasons for the leak? And then can she repair the leak herself? And if she can't repair it, what does it cost to fix a leak? I think that's kind of open for discussion. But where do we start with this, Jay? First thing you want to do is take a look on the outside, you know, the corner of that house. Uh, there are times when after erosion, or especially after a dry summer like we've had, the ground can become depressed in that area, a little swale can build up, and water can be directed right to that area. So if you're seeing something like that, you know, you can just take a, a, a simple bag of dirt or a couple bags of dirt, you can buy at a big box store and fill the swale in and direct the water away from 
the property. The other option that you need to take a look at is what do the downspouts look like? Mm. A lot of times right now, leaves are falling, there's leaves everywhere, uh, and they clog the gutters up. We don't think about it until it's too late or until something like this has happened. You want to make sure that all of your downspouts and your eaves are clean and free and clear so water can travel through them. Uh, And then lastly with that is that the downspout extends away from the home. It's really easy to go and buy a eight, nine, ten dollar downspout extension and have that downspout extension, you know, three, four, five feet away from the home so mm-hmm. that that water will travel away from your foundation. That is probably the number one recommendation I make to most people that I see. After that, um, if the water is continuing to come in, you're probably looking at a repair. Um, the only reason I don't recommend people doing it themselves is there's absolutely no warranty that's yeah. involved. In when it. selling your house, you want to be able to transfer a warranty. So just an idea quickly, Jay, <laughs> costs involved for repairing leak. And again, it could be a variety of things, right? Let's just say a crack in the wall. There's a lot that goes on with that. We, you know, from a realtor standpoint, we always offer um, agents and their clients a $500 repair. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts there and goes up because it depends upon if something has to be removed from the area or if there are other repairs that have been made. If somebody comes in there and tries to to patch that with a concrete or a flex seal and we have to remove that to get to the actual foundation, there's usually extra expense that's involved in that. Got it. Hey, Jay, flex seal works on boats. We've seen it on TV. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can float around. Yeah, we can, we I've also been yeah. I've been in basements where I've grabbed a hold of that flex seal and pulled it right off the wall. Uh, oh well, they don't show that on TV. Well, I right. don't want to ride around in a boat, man. Yeah, it's going to pull it off. Boy, Lee will be sinking. <laughs> hey, uh, Brandy, Larry sent us uh, this email. He says he is waiting for a house market crash, a housing market crash, or a correction in the prices. He says that will make him uh, be able to afford his dream home. He says he's asking for our prediction on home prices. And then after we do that prediction, I'm going to give you some other interesting information. So, Randy, are you there? Can you give us a prediction? Do we have I think Randy dropped off. Yeah, I think he dropped off. We're going to bring him. We're doing our Zoom shows, folks. It's coming back. And what that means is we do Zoom. We put it on, up, air it on 840WHAS, and we also upload it to uh, youtube and you can see this in person by going to louisvilleanswers.com you can see the video of it louisvilleanswers.com so randy is uh, coming in lee let me get your uh, so our guy larry is asking for predictions i think it's probably my prediction is that the market's probably just going to even out i don't think the rates are going to get too high i think it's probably around as high as it's going to get and then people will uh, it'll be the new norm you know, people won't be expecting 2.75 or 3 anymore. They'll be expecting in the 5 to 6 range. And and the market will become a little, quote, unquote, more normal instead of all these uh, really, really high prices above list price and uh, waiving a lot of contingencies. I think we'll just go back to seeing what we have seen before. Um, but I don't predict that the interest rates are going to go sky high. Gotcha. Greg, any quick thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think I agree with Lee. You know, I think things are evening, evening out. I hear a lot of people asking that question. What, what's your prediction? And I'm like, well, you know, things are kind of getting back to normal. Before COVID, people weren't moving because 
they yeah, but- were making tons of money at once on their home because interest rates were dropping and values were skyrocketing and they could go somewhere else and there was inventory. Now we have no inventory still, very low inventory historically, and rates are getting higher, but we still see the wheels moving. We still get calls from people that need to move for real reasons, job relocations, family issues, whatever the things may be, there are still things that are always going to happen in the market. That's Jay, how about, how about you, Jay? Any thoughts on your end just as an observer? Yeah, I, I, I like what Greg was saying about being insulated. And, you know, I'm, I'm still seeing all kinds of new homeowners and, you know, people selling. Um, you know, we're going out and doing a lot of radon testing because folks are selling and, and, and making, you know, those those crack repairs. Um, it's, it's, it's constant. And from my standpoint, I really think it's going to depend on what happens with the election. We are going to take a break. When we come back, more of your questions with us. We've got Randy Rocky. At least he's trying to get back in on a, on our Zoom uh, meeting over at Swan Financial, 6450736. Lee Harris, Legal Counsel, Limestone, Title, and Escrow at 6497964. Also here, Jay Kraft from Aqualock. They do a great job with leaks, radon mitigation, and you can reach Jay and his staff at 502-495-9450. And, if, uh, of course, my son, Greg, who does our photography and marketing. And you can reach me if uh, you're thinking about listing or selling your home or buying a home. We've got agents ready to help as well. Bob Sekoler at 376-5483. We'll be right back on News Radio 840 WHAS. Want to buy a home but are afraid of interest rates being quoted? Swan Financial Home Loans can help you. Here's Randy Rocky. We know buyers want to purchase and we can help you with your interest rate. Swan has a 5-1 arm that can put your interest rate in the 5% range. Want another option? There's a 2-1 buy down where you have two points off the first year and one point off of the second year and then you go back to the normal interest rate. Certain restrictions may apply. Don't be afraid of today's interest rates. Swan Financial can help you. Call 645-0736 NMLS 2 this is Lee Harris, owner and attorney at Limestone Title and Escrow here in Louisville, Kentucky. We are an experienced team of processors and attorneys who will be happy to help you with your closing needs. We are known for our flexible closing times. We're open to nights and weekends, whatever suits you or your clients. We can help you provide a smooth and quick closing and help with difficult situations based upon our history of expertise and experience in closings. Call us anytime at 502-632-227. You probably don't think you spend much time in your home's nasty crawl space, but you really do. That moldy air passes right through your floors and into your family's living area, causing allergies and more. Let Aqualock remove the mold and debris, disinfect your crawl space, and install an airtight barrier, giving you back a healthy home environment with clean, fresh air. It'll even pay for itself in 10 years with utility savings, and your floors will feel warmer in the winter. Call Aqualock today for your free inspection. 495 9450. People often think that real estate agents market and sell the same way, but they don't. I'm Barbara Corcoran, and I've worked with the best agents throughout the country. Having a local real estate agent who offers great marketing and options to fit your needs is smart. In Louisville, the agents I trust and you should hire are Bob and Greg Sokola. If I were selling Louisville, Bob and Greg would be my guys. You deserve the best there is. Bob and Greg, go to WeSellLouisville.com. News Radio 840 WHAS, the Louisville Real Estate Show with you till the top of the hour. Continuing with us, we've got Lee Harris, Legal Counsel, Limestone Title and Escrow at 649-7964. Also with us, Randy Rocky from Swan Financial. He's 
still trying to dial in from his Zoom location for our Zoom show. You can reach Randy and Swan at 6450736. And Lee, listen, I gave Lee, I gave Randy, and then we have Jay Kraft, who does uh, our uh, one of our newest sponsors with Aqualock. You can reach Jay at 502-495-9450. And uh, my son, Greg, does our marketing photography. And you can reach me if you're thinking of buying or selling at 376-5483. I think we're just about reestablished communication with Mr. Rocky. I'm going to go to Lee for this next question, and we'll try to make sure we got Randy ready to go on the next question. Uh, Lee, Bonnie sent us an email marked urgent. She says, during the heavy rains this past week, Bonnie and her husband were doing a final walkthrough on a home that she was buying in Oldham County. She noticed a stream of water leaking in from a 13-foot ceiling behind them. And before she could even mention it, another leak sprung, and then another water was <laughs> down all around her. The closing was set for this past Friday, but was put on hold until repairs could be made. This is not something you do, Jay, right? This is not an aqualock thing or a roof thing. I know that. Well, what should Bonnie and her husband be looking for as they plan on closing later this month and the repairs being made in terms of legal language? Oh, yes. Okay. So they would want to have, or maybe they already do have an agreement that either the, if it's a homeowner's insurance situation or, or a seller paying situation, that the seller is going to hire a qualified contractor, qualified roofer to fix the leaks. And of course, if there's any inside damage, that that will be repaired as well at the seller or their insurance company's expense. And that that will all be done in a workmanlike manner before closing. And then of course, at closing, they probably need uh, to state that it's going to survive the closing in case any additional leaks related to this, not, not something that happens 10 years from now, you know, when the roof is going bad, but something related to this issue that the roofer could point to, this is another related issue that wasn't uh, repaired, but for a short amount of time, this survives the closing. Uh, they might even want to escrow a little bit of money uh, in case another leak springs up in, a, you know, a couple of weeks or so. But if, as long as they have an agreement and uh, it survives the closing, that should, that should help. And am I, am I right by saying that there should be on a letterhead or some sort of a forum or receipt that has the, the person or people who did the repairs license number so that they can track back in case something does go wrong, right? Absolutely. And if they have any kind of warranty, make yeah. sure you get that transferred at closing as well. And then, Jay, quickly, because mold is one of your areas of expertise. So what's yes. the potential for mold in the ceiling and the roof cavity what would you suggest uh, to bonnie on this walking through this probably just a mold uh, just an air sample mold only takes 24 to 48 hours to grow and there's 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 a handful of conditions that you know need to uh, occur for for that to happen uh but an air sample you know from that area um you know it's usually 100 200 bucks and it, it answers all the questions and you can move on you know with peace of mind does Aqualock do mold samples? Yes, sir. I oh, do them. Yep. Good to know. Well, Bonnie, you may want to listen to the phone number in just a couple minutes. <laughs> All right, Randy, we've, we've reestablished contact with Randy Rocky, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Stanley wants to buy a home, but the interest rates are scaring him off, as it has a right. lot of people. What are the alternatives to paying more than 7% on a home loan? Now, I know you mentioned earlier that there's an adjustable rate mortgage. Anything else that comes to mind? 
Yes, you have a two-one buy-down, and what it is, it comes from the seller that uh, helped pay the closing costs on that. But you could have uh, an interest rate two percent lower for one year uh, for the first year, and then one percent lower for the second year, and then it goes to normal rate. So the first year it helps you if you're looking to do repairs or what have you, and then in that time frame, also if rates do drop, then also we can put them in a refinance situation. So. It's a two-one buy down. So you buy down the rate for two years, and it, it goes up till it gets to the normal rate after two years. So, for example, if it's a seven percent, it would go to five percent the first year, six percent the second year, and then back to normal rate the seven uh, the seven percent on after the second year. One quick question: You missed. We asked everybody their their thoughts for down the road, what interest rates would hit before things come back down again, and you have any. Thoughts on what you're hearing? Yeah, yeah I, I think they're. I think they peak. Uh, oh. I, I do. I don't. I, I think we're where we're going to be, and we might be here for a little bit. But I think we're going to start seeing some relief on that. But you know, as Greg mentioned, there's just not much inventory. So I really still believe that the, the housing market is going to go up through this. Uh, you know, uh, an average of three uh, percent to four percent because there's just not any inventory. Three point nine million people want homes. So. To me, right now is the be- best time to buy. I really believe that because now okay. you're getting people are having trouble, more trouble selling homes, as you well know, Bob. Mm-hmm. Stay on the market a little bit longer. Uh, so this is a, a great buyer's opportunity right now, in my opinion. And you can always refinance down the road. All right. Yeah. So Lee Fanny sent us this email. She doesn't have a whole lot of money, but she wanted to buy a home. Her aunt generously offered to pay the $5,000 deposit called for in the contract, but as it turns out, the brokerage that her agent works for never noticed that the aunt never sent the money to them. It was only at the closing that everyone discovered that the aunt had reneged on that offer to pay $5,000 as a deposit. Because Fanny couldn't come up with the balance, she couldn't close, which enraged the seller. So, and and right now, this just happened, and Fanny's wondering, any suggestions Everyone is threatening to sue everyone else right now. Lee, tough one. Well, yeah, that is a tough one. Um, so it, I'm assuming that you're in Louisville. If you are, then there is a, you probably used a Louisville Realtors contract and it talks about the deposit and the earnest money and how you're going to pay for your, uh, to finance your home. And one of those things is that the obtaining of this earnest money is not a, is not a contingency in the contract. So if you say I'm going to, it's if you say I'm going to get five thousand dollars, it's almost like you're saying, you know, the five thousand dollars is guaranteed to show up because it's not a contingency to get a gift from your aunt, or it's not a contingency to get an equity line of credit to get the money, or or it's not a hundred percent financing where you would you wouldn't have five thousand uh, dollars to be credited at closing. So you know, really, there's a lot of. Uh, you know, there could be some uh, liability there for you as the buyer, but if you did not do this intentionally or fraudulently or uh, what have you, and it can be shown that the aunt just, you know, she just decided not to do it or she forgot to do it or whatever the case may be. And now she's not willing to make good on that. You know, I don't know that there's a lot um, that the seller can do because if you don't have the money, you don't have the money to close. So they certainly can't make you perform if you don't have enough there could be some damages, and those damages could be in the form of, uh, you know, carrying costs, um, uh, s- selling the property for a different amount, perhaps lower. 
The seller can't come back after after Fanny, correct? If he right, wanted because, or she wanted, right? Yeah, because yeah. it's a not a contingency. Yeah. So if you do if you do another deal, make it so that if you don't have the money in hand, your earnest money or your deposit or, or your down payment you know, or whatever was, it might be is contingent. That was gonna be my, my my question is that is anybody else uh, is the brokerage liable because they didn't receive and insures the agent liable because they didn't insure and receive monitor and yeah. deposit and usually is it not? that the contract is void if that is not received within three days, right? The seller, the seller can void the contract or they can seek damages. If the broker or agent realized that they didn't receive the three, the money. Right. So you could essentially go after everybody at that point. As far as you're the seller, you could go after whoever's in the room if you want. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We have time, I think for one more question and that we're going to try to get this in for Jay. So Elon, uh, I hope it wasn't, Elon Musk. <laughs> I think he's busy. I think he's yeah, busy. He's been very busy with uh, his newest acquisition <laughs> at Twitter. Elon bought his home eight years ago and never had a radon test. And we always tell everybody, even if you don't have a basement, if you got a sub or on a slab, you might want to consider a radon test. I know. He's now selling his home, and the buyers did a radon test that came in at 4.1 Pico Curies. He's wondering, is there a chance that the radon test is wrong? Can a radon test vary? Is it worth it for him to have another radon test, Jay? All good questions. All great questions, Bob. Um, the first question I would have for the tester is, is the machine certified? Um, to keep our uh, standards up, we have to have the machines recertified every year. If the machine is not certified, then by all means, I would want another test. If another test is taken, Anyway, and the machine is certified, you then add the two together and divide by two, and that becomes your new number. So even if you do that, the chances of dropping it below 3.9 become unlikely unless you get a, a, a large number or a big variance in there. If the variance is larger than the difference, both tests are a wash, and you have to test a third time. Oh, I don't, I've never heard that. Lee, have you ever heard that before when it comes down to radon testing? That's a new one for well, me. Well, it makes sense, right? I mean, if, if, yeah. and the variances can be caused by what? Drafts in the air because it yeah. would mean that the test is null and void because that air, that mixture of air and radon was disturbed and not designed for how the test was made to read. And when, and that's why we always try to tell and the inspectors generally do, uh, you know, keep this door shut or put it in, they try to put it in an area where it's going to be least disturbed. No, that's, that's great. So, would you recommend another test then for uh, Elon? I would want to know if the if the if the test the original test is a certified test. Yeah. If not, then yes, I would say get another test uh, because if it's not certified, it's no good to begin with. And and all of our uh, testers are certified annually. Uh, we guarantee that uh, we maintain all certification here in the office. Uh, so if somebody has a question, and I've been questioned about it. And um, we've we've been very successful um, having to handle any types of those questions because there are guys out there walking around with machines that haven't been certified wow. in eight or ten years. Well, wow. and then also just a little caveat here: radon levels can change based on the weather outside. Correct? Absolutely. Moisture levels the older gets, the higher they go. Say that one more time: the older, the colder, colder it gets, the higher they go. Yes, sir. 
because the ground freezes that's kind of is that what's going pressure and track pressure um yeah it's relative humidity there's a multitude of factors when we test a basement um we bring a printer with us when we are running the 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 results of the test yeah and on our tape it shows barometric pressure relative humidity and temperature of the area that we took the test in and all three of those things play a part in the success of the uh reading you good, think good about information. it, you know, the con- expanding yeah. contraction of the materials in the wintertime contract could open up more porous holes, all that kind of, you know, bigger gaps, yeah. whatever, whatnot. Yeah. No, that's fascinating. Jay, great having you here, and we'll try to have you back on Thank down you. the road as well. So uh, if you want to get in contact with Jay Craft and Aqualock, they do a great job. Radon mitigation, uh, leaks, mold, as you heard, and a variety of other things. So reach out to his staff at 502-495-9450. Randy, thank you for being here as well. Uh, You can reach Randy and his group over at Swan Financial. They do a great job of getting the loans closed. And uh, to the closing table, 645-0736 is Randy's number. And, of course, as always, Lee Harris, legal counsel, limestone title and escrow. You can reach Lee. And that also also goes for uh, other agents who need advice. Lee is available for you, 649-7964. Again, 649-7964. You want to reach my son, Greg, for his photography or marketing. Sorry, he's not available. You can only reach <laughs> through me if you're looking to sell your home. Uh, we are available anytime. Also, to help you with uh, buying a home. Uh, you can reach me, Bob Sikolder, 376-5483. We're out of time. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.